Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Danny B. From all of us in the writing community, we just think you're amazing because you put your heart and soul into everything you talk about on this amazing show. The podcast has over 50,000 listeners every month. I love coming on your show and I love talking about it. Oh my God, I finally get to speak about it. You talk about all the things that I've been with by myself for so long. I mean, you provide that opportunity to so many of us and, you know, always are an amazing host. We chat about books, the writing process and how literature has the power to change the world. But most of all, we have real conversations and we have a laugh. I'm feeling sick. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here and sharing the journey. Hello, everyone. I'm Kristen Durrell. I'm the author of the Football Fever Junior Fiction Series being published by Penguin Random House in partnership with Football Australia in the lead up to the Women's FIFA World Cup 2023, which is kicking off um, July and August in Australia and New Zealand. It's my debut series, but I was also a broadcast journalist for more than 20 years before diving into the world of children's literature. I'm also the program manager for the Australian Children's Laureate Foundation. And I have some awesome people with me today. Hi, I'm Belinda Morell, and I'm the author of 35 books for for kids, uh, ranging from the Some Sword Trilogy, my very first series, Lulabelle, Pippa's Island, my time slip series of books like The Forgotten Pearl and my brand new books, The Golden Tower and The Silver Sea. Um, So I have been incredibly lucky over the last 17 years to work with the amazing team at Penguin Random House, including publisher extraordinaire Zoe Walton and the amazing Dot Tuchin. Oh, what a lovely introduction. Thank you, Belinda. Um, So I am the Marketing and Publicity Director at Penguin Random House. I have been here now for 13 years, I think, yeah. And uh, I started um, as a publicist looking after our lovely children's books and Belinda was actually one of the first authors I worked with. Um, And now I live and across um, our local, our international, our children's books and our adult lists. So, um, but I've never, I've always had a soft spot for children's books. Well, we're very excited to be here unsupervised in this special takeover episode of uh, the wonderful Words and Nerds podcast, of which we are all huge fans um, and we're very excited to be here. Now, the idea for this particular episode actually came up when Belinda and I were talking about our experiences launching books at a similar time uh, last year in 2022. Um, I was a debut. It was my first book at the kickoff, which is the first book in the four book series that I'm doing. And Belinda was launching her newer books, which is The Silver Sea, which is part two of the the, uh, duology there with Golden Tower. And Belinda is a longtime friend of mine, one of the first people I really got to know in this world um, quite a long time ago now, and was so supportive of me. But even so, as a debut author, I felt like a lot of the questions I was asking myself were things like, am I doing enough? What does my publishing team expect? And what blew my mind was that even with like half a million books sold, Belinda still had some of those questions as well. So we thought, who better than to ask Dot, right, Belinda? 
Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I I still have all these worries. Even after all this time, I worry, am I doing enough? I worry, could I have done something better? Should I be doing more social media? Should I be doing less social media? Um, all of these things, it's um, it's really, I feel like it's a really crowded market. So you're trying to give your book the best visibility you can and you don't, you're always kind of sometimes feeling a little bit like you're flying blind. So when my latest book, The Silver Sea, came out, it was an incredibly exciting time. It was three months of really intense events where we were doing book launches, doing literary festivals, doing podcast interviews, doing bookstore signings, um, touring over four states, so Sydney, Melbourne, Darwin, uh, regional, Queensland, regional, um, Victoria, working six, maybe seven days a week, incredibly intense and sometimes exhausting and sometimes you just kind of get this feeling like, oh, is this all necessary or am I doing un- – you know, even though you're working so hard, you feel, are you still doing enough? So, um, and I also feel it can be sometimes really hard. You're traveling away from home. You're organizing a lot of it yourself. You're trying to support Penguin Random House team. And they're doing a lot of it as well, but you're trying to sort of add to what they're doing. So, yeah, even after all this time, I, I still get sort of worry about what I'm doing and the best way of making your book sort of stand out and, um, and, and encourage people to buy it, which is what it's all about really, isn't it? So, um, Dot, I thought perhaps um, you could take us inside the process and tell us um, exactly what point does the the publishing, marketing and publicity team kind of kick in when you sign on a new book? At what point do you start planning and and what is the process from there? Yeah, okay. So um, when we first acquire a book, probably the first time the marketing publicity team sees it is actually at the acquisitions meeting which is when we decide um, there's a whole group of people in that meeting, not just publishers, there's a sales team, marketing and publicity, um, and often a few other people, and we decide, are we going to publish this book? And one of the things that we do factor in is the potential to get publicity. And so um, we discuss possible things that the author could do and probable things that we might get um, based on previous books of that nature, the author's profile, um, if we think that um, topic of the book is going to resonate with the audience, maybe a media has been interested in that sort of thing previously, but also bearing in mind um, what's been popular of late. So there's kind of the zeitgeist. And, of course, this is an acquisition. So sometimes you can say, oh, we think we get a lot of media for this. And then, of course, the book doesn't come out for a year or two years sometimes. And then just before our book came out, there was another book that had a similar topic. And so, uh, you know, maybe that media appetite has changed. So right at that first point of acquiring the book, we do weigh in. But then I guess it really kicks up a notch um, sort of between um, eight to five months before the book is out. Um, So typically around five months before the book is released, our sales team sells it into booksellers. And at that point, we um, prepare some things called presenters where we kind of um, outline to booksellers the campaign that we envisage for that book. And again, you know, we'll, we might say, oh, we're going to do a tour or we're going to do some advertising. Um, but at that point, we're still pitching to media. So, uh, media can change by t- day by day, of course, because there might be a really big news story that eclipses everything else. Uh, so the media aspect, um, which sometimes is harder to get with kids' books because they just aren't, aren't as many places uh, reviewing or interested in kids' books and giving them that coverage, it 
might come in on in the last month. And sometimes for some things, even just, you know, the weeks before something starts to snowball. So it is hard to um, work that out. But then, of course, it's all systems go uh, just before the book's released, on release. And then um, even down the track, we, especially for children's books, but and especially books that are in a series, um, because, of course, you can um, have book four out in a series, but uh, there might be someone who is only just discovering book one. So it's kind of like a, a perpetual cycle that we're on, always re-promoting book number one so um, that they will get to book number four down the track. So, um, yeah, it, it's a varied answer. It's quite a, a long time that we work on books. Um, does that help? <laughs> yeah, and obviously the conceptualization of something like a partnership series as well, which is that's a whole different mm-hmm. set of marketing considerations. But do your expect- expectations of what the authors themselves are going to do or what you expect that they'll both be possible and probable, does that differ depending on whether it's someone like myself who's untried, untested and new versus someone like Belinda who's been doing it for 17 years? Um, We do factor that in, um, but it's, I mean, it can be for and against. So sometimes um, media might have done lots of interviews with someone who has um, been around for a while, but sometimes they might be interested in debut authors. So um, because they might decide to do a feature on you know, who's the up-and-coming authors or things like that. But then, um, you know, what we get a feel for is the author's strengths um, and what they're comfortable doing because what we don't like doing is putting an author in a situation where they find it very difficult. I myself hate public speaking. You can probably tell. <laughs> You're doing a great job. <laughs> so, um, but you know, so if an author prefers to do um, print interviews, for instance, so they don't have that face-to-face kind of contact necessarily, then then we'll try to skew it to that. Or and some authors aren't good at doing events, for instance. So we might change it. What I do want to say is, uh, both of you mentioned that you worry that you're not doing enough for your publisher. You're always doing. Whatever you do is absolutely fine. And we never, ever think, oh, that author's not doing enough. <laughs> That's really good to know. That's really that. I'm not worrying about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. But it's interesting. I, I even remember that we had a, I bumped into you at a coffee shop when I was there for a, a meeting. And I think I said to you, oh, I'm freaking out. Am I doing enough? And you're like, yeah, it's fine. But you, I think as an author, you never quite feel that. You know, you're never sure. Oh, you are. You, you never are. Um, Chris, I remember you saying that, you know, you've known all, as a journalist, you've interviewed so many authors, you know so many published authors, um, and you've heard most of their journeys, but you still, you were so surprised at how challenging it was when you had a book coming out. So um, I thought I'd ask you what surprised you the most about that. Look, I think it was just how much work goes into it. Mm. Um, I think it is, I mean, <laughs> That sounds like I, I'm a, some sort of a slacker or something. I'm not. Like I'm, I'm all for hard work. But what I mean is that when you're looking at it, even from the outside, even when you're very close to people going through it, you don't see everything they're doing. You don't see the thinking from the minute you wake up. You don't think about, um, did I post yesterday? Do I have something coming up? Have I spoken to a local bookstore? Oh, when was the last time I did that? Oh, hang on a second. Have I contacted that person? There's so many things that go through your head that aren't even anything to do with writing the book, editing the book, 
um, publishing the book itself. So, you know, I'm talking post that original creative process. Uh, and then I had this clashing of scenarios where I was still writing book three as I was launching book one. And so not only was I in book three slump, which was, oh my God, what am I doing? I'm an imposter. I can't write to, oh my God, now I have to promote a book. Nobody knows me. Nobody cares, you know? And I know that sounds all very well is me. Not at all. This was such an incredible experience and I wouldn't change any of it for anything. But I do think that I underestimated just how the toll it takes on you because you're giving of yourself creatively, emotionally, logistically. And as you mentioned, Belinda, you know, it's the, I have kids, I have two kids. So it's like being there for them. And then my other work and, you know, for a debut, it's not usually the only thing you're doing. You're also working in other jobs. I'm lucky that everything I do is in the children's literature space, but it's other work. So yeah, I think I just underestimated the hard work, but also I guess everything is balanced. I didn't realise the incredible feeling that I would get when I saw a kid holding my book for the first time. Like I don't think I will ever forget that feeling. So I guess that was a long way of saying it was a lot of, a lot harder than I thought but also more rewarding than I ever imagined it could be. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but Belinda, you know, that's my experience. Has it got any easier um, with your experience and time? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think when I started, when I was a debut author, I was incredibly naive um, and I thought, you know, I've written a book, job done, excellent. Um, and, of course, um, there was no such thing as Instagram or TikTok or social media back then, so it was a bit different. Um, but now I realise actually in many ways I think the marketing phase of the book is the most important and the most intense because you've done all that hard work to write the book and you've done the very best job you can but then you just want to get it into the hands of as many readers as you can and it is actually quite a crowded market out there. I think I was a bit shocked when I realised how many books come out every month and, and this idea that the booksellers have to clear their shelves and bring in the new stock so, you know, sort of out with the old and in with the new and um so um, I've learned so much from Dot. So Dot was my publicist um, back in the early years. And I remember talking to this top Australian um, bookseller who said he reckoned that the Penguin Random House authors were the very best in the business at promoting and marketing their books because they'd been trained by Dot. And it was everything from, um, you know, having, holding up your book when you have your, pub, you know, your publicity photos taken to learning how to do a brilliant one-minute elevator pitch while you're signing hundreds of books or it might be just learning how to do a really brilliant presentation, whether you're presenting to adults like teachers and booksellers or, or parents or librarians or to kids, you know, anyone from kindergarten all the way up to upper high school. And you've got to make these presentations entertaining and enticing and fun. But actually the whole purpose of them is to sell books. So you've got to do that without beating people over the head but um, and sort of <laughs> almost trick them into going, I have to read that book. So um, I just feel, do feel I've learned so much more about it. Um, so I still struggle with social media. Um, sometimes I feel like it's sort of like, overtakes my whole world and I worry about if I'm doing enough or too much and what to post and I can remember a few years ago Dot saying to me Belinda have you thought about Instagram I think it'd be really good for you to start Instagram and then when we were in the pandemic and Dot's going Belinda now is not the time to stop posting come on so I think social media is really really important um so I thought I'll hand over to Dot now to ask what advice do you have now 
for authors um, using social media for marketing and publicity. Go. Okay. Well, I'm sorry I gave you that advice in the past. No, 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 but it, it was, I think it was probably well-timed. It was well-timed. Um, it was good. Um, I needed that little kick. <laughs> I wouldn't have said it if I didn't think you could do it. I know, I know. And you, did, you were very encouraging. You said you're going to be really good at it. <laughs> Um, for social media, I think you have to do what you're comfortable with. So the thing is, um, you know, it is time consuming. People don't realize the amount of thought that sometimes goes into a post and you're always thinking, oh, you know, what would look good, uh, you know, in your photograph? What words am I going to say? Who should I tag? All those sorts of things. How frequently should I do it? So it's what you want to do something that you're comfortable with and can maintain. Because um, partly it's consistency. Um, you know, my I'm barely on social media myself because for me, I'm on it for work, so it feels very much like a work thing. So I personally, I try to disconnect a little bit, even though I'm on there hours in the day. <laughs> um, so do what's right for you and be authentic as well, because um, people are appreciate that and it doesn't sound like marketing so you know if you can show a personal side to yourself of course without giving away anything too personal because there are stalkers out there um so be you know be careful never to say where you live or things uh, like that what else i guess um it is a commitment so think about um what you could do over the long term and even you could write a little plan for yourself like sometimes it's and actually, we are about to launch something called our little penguin passport that um, gives new authors a, a little guide to social media and we call it social media bingo. So it could be like one day you might uh, post a photo of your writing desk because people love seeing behind the scenes or another day it could be a picture that was inspiration for the story or things like that. So uh, we'll be providing our authors a little um, bingo card in a sense of things they can post just to help them with some ideas. And But there's not to say you couldn't plan out um, those sorts of things as well. The other thing I'd say is social media is not just you telling someone, telling, telling, telling. It can be a conversation. So, um, you know, Oh, sounds like I'm bragging, but I had uh, breakfast with Nigella the other day. <laughs> and <laughs> what is great about her social media, she jumps on there and replies to people. And people love that, that because they have that personal connection with her. So often, you know, if someone says something nice about your book or on social media, jump in and thank them and they will forever remember. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that that's really interesting because I know I, I'm always sort of worried that I'm filling up the feed with the same things and it's boring and then you want to put something personal to share a bit about quirks or interesting things that about yourself. But, yeah, it's finding that bell. I love the idea of that bingo card. I hope I get one. That yes. would be really cool. <laughs> um, it is always trying to think of different ways to share the writing experience. And I know some of the social media feeds I see that I really enjoy are when people share oh, I, I was struggling with this. I also find, you know, I'm struggling with that. And you're like, oh, but I'm not the only one, you know, and that's I know talking to other writers, but I think anyone in the space can it, be encouraged by that and, and being new, a fairly newly published author, it wasn't that long ago that I was looking to published authors to feel that I could get there eventually and that real side of it I think is really really good um it has been a really steep learning curve uh four books in 10 months for me has been a lot to t 
take on and was incredible and amazing. And to begin with, I was very, very nervous about asking for anything at all, <laughs> for help at all. Um, Doc, can you explain how your team balances all the authors that they're supporting? Belinda mentioned there's a lot of books getting published. Mm. So how do you balance that and how do authors know how much they can actually ask for from publicity and marketing as well? Mm. So I guess how we balance it, well, well firstly, um, our publishing schedule is balanced as well. So, um, you know, we try to publish a book um, at the best time for that book and that's taking into account lots of things like what other books are coming out in a year, um, you know, for a kid's books it could be when school holidays are, for instance. You know, we know a lot of books sell around Easter um, or when the, if it's going to be an author who's touring in schools, we want to look at um, when they're going to be touring. So um, there's lots of factors that come in to balance that publishing schedule. And then that balance flows over into marketing and publicity as well because, um, you know, we have different periods. We really ramp up for release. And so we would never have a month where we publish every single book in the year. <laughs> so, um, you know, it does uh, balance like that. But we don't just um, promote our books on release, we promote them beforehand and after. Um, so we do, I guess we are constantly on for them, but we can see sometimes because we can see that big picture, it might be better to do something at this period rather than that period because sometimes we might know that, you know, there's something else going to happen in another month. So we would probably recommend do it now rather than later, things like that. But in terms of authors asking, just ask. <laughs> mm. I mean. Um, don't be afraid. I think just ask. There might be times where um, maybe we can't do it at that time, but maybe there's a time later on. And generally, um, you know, I encourage our team to let authors know why we think it would be better to do something later or maybe there's another way of doing it. But I guess um, that, you know, you might be asked the question, why do you want to do that? So um, if we can understand why you're doing it, then maybe we can help you to find a better way of achieving that result because um, fundamentally we all want the same thing, which is to sell lots of books. <laughs> so uh, we would definitely rather work, you know, as a collaborative team on that than, um, than you know, than not. So, uh, and often, you know, authors have really good ideas because uh, you've been out uh, talking to kids and the kids ask for something. You thought, oh, what? Don't I give that a go? Um, yeah. What are the kind of things that you've been afraid to ask? I'm curious. <laughs> Well, for me, it was just simply like getting some supported, like some tiles for social media oh, or, right. yeah. you know, like design things <laughs> yeah, um, where yeah. that would make my life just a lot easier to be able to say drop in a quote yeah. uh, into a little football fever themed graphic. And yeah. then I'm like, can I ask for that? You know, six months ago, I would have probably not asked. Yeah. Um, but I've learnt over time so I'm sort of thinking when you start off it's finding the courage to ask I guess mm. but it's, it's the little things that you just don't know whether they are a big deal for the team or if they're something that's quite easy to do you know yeah I mean so everything takes time and <laughs> some takes some things take more time than others um but you know if you're if you have a book that has an illustrated cover it is obviously easier to create um, colouring artwork from that. Yeah. Um, but I guess the other thing is, you know, 
we could do it for every book, but then the question is, is that going to help? Because um, knowing that you are going to be at this event to hand out that colouring sheet makes a big difference because sometimes you, know, you can create assets or materials and if booksellers don't use them, then you know, you're wasting a lot of uh, resources, not just the time it's taken to make them, but you know, if you're physically having to send things out to bookstores and it just ends up in the bin, there's the environmental aspect of that. So we do try to, um, I guess, tailor what we create to the author and the campaign. And the needs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that that we've touched on some of these sort of events type things, some activity things in bookstores, libraries, and obviously Belinda's talked about some school visits and the need for some good presentations. So it really is, as we've all been talking about, about, as Belinda said, not hitting people over the head with your book, but uh, making sure it's visible. Um, What do you perceive, Dot, as probably the most important priorities for authors in amongst those different opportunities or event spaces? Yeah, so I guess um, for children's authors in particular, and especially in that primary school age, um, going into schools can be very powerful um, just because of the size of the audience. Um, You know, you have a ready-made audience who has to watch you. (laughs) Um, And, you know, 99% of the kids will enjoy it. And actually what the kids will do is remember that talk. Like, they will go home and be excited about it, tell their family about it, and, and what you're creating there is word of mouth. And um, and in a sense, we're really lucky with kids' books because you can do that. You know, adult books, you don't have 700 people that turn up every day and are forced to go to an author talk. Um, which, it would be good though, wouldn't it? <laughs> make, it make the lawyers of the office come down for an author talk or something. Um but so I think it's a great opportunity in schools. And I think I used to say to authors, and I don't know if you remember Belinda, that, you know, sometimes authors can talk about the writing process for kids, but I think the more important message is how much fun reading is. And then that reads that uh, leads really nicely into talking about your own book and how exciting it is to read your book because um, that's what you want them to come away with, a joy of reading. That's the first thing before even writing. Um making reading exciting and reading your book exciting so school visits really important and a great way to um, do things at scale what they also do is um, they do make great performers and Belinda you are right in that um, I, I do think some of the authors that we have at Penguin are so good at that um, because having to talk in front of a, an audience of children is hard work and, you know, they they can be quite an unforgiving audience. So Totally if, unforgiving. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so if you can nail that, then you can talk in front of anyone, I think. And, um, you know, I've seen how great uh, some of our authors are at talking, things like that. Um, library events are also good um, because you're um, – I guess, uh, reaching a broader audience um, and a different audience to the ones in schools. Generally, if you turn up to a library event, uh, it's because you are an existing reader. I guess the difference is in schools, you can reach people who might not be readers. Um, yeah. And if you can convert a non-reader to a reader, that's fantastic. And then launches are also good. Um, but often what happens in launches, and it's a celebration, which is lovely, but people often invite their friends and family, which is also lovely because you want to share it with them, but you're not then expanding the audience because um, yeah. probably those people would support you anyhow. So um, 
we do, you know, say to authors, it's a personal um, um, matter. If you want to have a launch, it's up to you. But, um, you know, our focus will probably be the bigger events like schools and libraries for children's authors anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really great advice. Well, I think, um, I mean, we've talked about a lot. I think we are coming to wrap it up with our final tips now, if that's right. I'm going to start with you, Belinda. Um, can you give us your top tips on what your experience as an author has taught you? Well, I think I'm going to share seven publicity tips that all start with P because I love P. My first one is passion and it's sharing that passion um, for your books because I think that when you do a presentation, people don't remember what you say but they remember your passion and your enthusiasm for your books. Persistence is a big one for me because I think that um, I've sometimes done events where no one's shown up or you feel like it's a complete waste of time, but I feel like there's this ripple effect that, you know, sort of everything that you do will have some impact somehow and it builds upon it. So even if it seems like a total waste of time, it may not be. My next one is be positive. Um, and I know it gets exhausting doing all of these events, but I think it's such a small industry. Booksellers talk to each other, teachers talk to each other, publishers talk to each other. So it's so important to be positive and professional as much as you can, always. Be proactive. And I think that's really important because I think a lot of people think that the publishers are going to do everything, but they can't do everything. They haven't got enough time and resources and people. So you've got to get out there and promote your own books. I think people don't really understand that. Practice. I was definitely not a great presenter when I started. In fact, I used to get really anxious I um I just um yeah I think that it's just I just practice everything and I think the more you practice the better you get and I also hated that idea of getting out there and selling your books I thought that felt a bit icky to me but I think that if you can do it in a really authentic way as Dot says that's really good um and then partnership is my next one which publishing is a partnership so you're working together with the publishing team the the, the publicity team the marketing team but you're also working together with booksellers and other authors and I think it's really important that you think of being a team um, of authors and that you're promoting each other, you're supporting each other, you're celebrating each other's successes and sharing opportunities. And my last one, and this one I kept saying to you, Chris, was party. And by this mean, I mean celebrate. And that is just celebrate all your successes. Celebrate every little bit that, um, that you can, whether it's popping a bottle of champagne, having a hot bubble bath or throwing a party. So they're my top tips. They're amazing. Um, I will probably, I don't really have anything to add to that, Belinda, from a debut perspective other than to say that um, one of the best bits of advice you gave me apart from celebrate because I yes. didn't do that well enough at all um, was the the pebbles, the idea of pebbles because yes. as a debut author you can't necessarily expect to get the crowds, the the response from schools, like it's something you've got to build, you know, you've got to build your your chops, you know, your experience and your reputation as someone who can do this. And I think, Belinda, you said to me once I was going out to a football club and I had no idea if anyone would show up and you said to me, it doesn't matter, you know, if there's one kid or two kids there that you have some sort of an impact, it's pebbles in a pond. It's You never know where those ripples are going to go. And every time I've gone to an event and I've hoped for something and it perhaps hasn't been the numbers that I'd expected, I just remember pebbles. And I just think if there's one kid in that room whose eyes are shining with excitement that they've got your book in their hands, then you never know where that's going to go. So I think as a debut author is set your expectations, do the hard work and, you know, 
understand that it's a process and a collaborative one with your publisher that you will gradually build over time, you know, and it, and if you embrace it and give it everything, then you can't do more than that. So that's my experience. And Dot, I want you to finish us up with your <laughs> amazing words of wisdom. What would be your well, number actually, one Belinda message? said it so well. You both said it so well. I had a few <laughs> things on the same, on my list that were the same. Um Starting with be passionate, so yeah. uh, great minds. I've been taught well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, be passionate because um, you know Belinda said it so well. You have to be. If you're not passionate about the book, then who else is going to be? Um, you have achieved something great. So remember that. <laughs> um, you, I think Belinda did mention it before as well. Think of the elevator pitch because that is you know something quick that you can say to people. What is the book about, or what is it that you're going to feel when reading this book or what is the book going to give you? Um, I think sometimes um, I've seen it with some authors where they feel like, oh, I always get asked the same question and they just have to remember that it's a new audience. They've never heard that answer before and uh, so be respectful of that audience um, because they are curious to know the answer. So, um, you know, don't be wearied. (laughs) by hearing the same thing over and over again. I think um, support and befriend booksellers. Um, You know, we're part of a community. It takes a village, I think, to, um, you know, get a book out there in the world. Um, You know, go and say hello and um, and get to know booksellers because we can't survive without one without the other. Be proud of your work. Um, (laughs) You know, you have done an amazing thing to have a book published um everyone at the publisher is proud of the work and I think sometimes you know authors can be shy about saying that they uh, created something or holding their book up actually you know Belinda you said I made you hold the book up (laughs) hold your book show it front it up uh don't be afraid to mention it um because you should be proud of it so um and people do want to know at the end of the day um, here's a little one. Don't take reviews personally. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> yes. There will be days where, you know, and and it, it's not generally it is not a reflection on your book. Quite often it is a reviewer trying to, you know, prove themselves or something like that. So don't worry about reviews. Of course, if they're good reviews, you know, take all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the main point I want to say is have fun because I think if you enjoy it, if you generally excited about it then people can see that and they want to buy into that like it's an experience that you're selling so just enjoy the whole thing amazing (laughs) it's such great advice well we hope this has really helped anyone out there listening and um thank you very much dot um you are amazing for your time thanks so much for joining me with this idea belinda we talked about it such a long time ago and it's nice that we've finally been able to have this conversation and a big special thank you to danny v um, for her incredible podcast words and nerds and for giving us the opportunity to take over and have this conversation in this space. So we're very grateful for this amazing industry. It is a um, very supportive, amazing collaborative world from authors right through to the booksellers, the librarians, the teachers, and of course, the kids and the parents that buy the books and the kids that read the books. So thank you guys for joining us. um, And I hope everyone has an awesome time.